Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Imtishan is here from Motoring Middle East, which means for the next hour, uh, we're just going to be talking cars. Now, we did carpool in this evening, so we've been talking cars for about an hour, and now we're going to talk cars. It's not that long getting in here. Well, I was out front of your place swifting. Which is not a euphemism. <laughs> it, no, no. And it, not anything that you're potentially thinking. It's actually Taylor Swift, the wonderful yeah. Shantus. Yes. <laughs> it's a good word, isn't it? It is. I, I like that. So so the deal is, basically, we carpooled in in the, the Ford Expedition Platinum Edition. And as not I was, to be confused with Explorer, the Edge, no, the Escape, the, the, or any other cars no, no, they call the, E. This is the Expedition. This is the bad boy. Three rows of seating. Biggest Ford <laughs> SUV they make. You know what? It's pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Three point five liter EcoBoost engine, uh, four hundred horsepower. Isn't it four fifty? Yeah. Well, up to four hundred now. I think I think we're looking at six hundred and fifteen newton meters of torque. It's a uh, fancy way of saying lots and lots of torque. Oh man. So you know what? I I gotta say, you got in and you said, so what do you think? And I, and the first thing I said is it do, it does drive a little bit like a truck. It's a little bouncy, and over a few speed bumps, you you got a feel for that. And then over you know a, a, a small sand area to get onto the road, you got a feel for that. But also, it's very quiet when you're inside. The refinement is pretty <laughs> impressive. I think with, I saw that with the beginning of the last F150 generation, I mm. saw that they really pushed the boat out on reform on refinement, and they had to. Because Chevy done the same thing with the previous generation, the current previous generation Silverado, GMC. So they just benchmarked it so carefully that they have to. And now these vehicles can genuinely approach luxury vehicles in terms of refinement and NVH, noise, vibration, harshness. Interesting things. I mean, it, it just looks nice. It's it's got very comfortable seats, front and and uh, the second row. It's loaded well. up. It's loaded up. This is platinum. It's fully it's fully decked out. It's got enough USBs for everybody. It's got 12 volt connectors as well. This is an interesting thing, and I wasn't quite sure about this. On the main dash, you know, it's 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 made for someone like me. It's got just enough tech that you're happy, but it also has old school knobs for your stereo, so you can turn it up and turn it down. You don't have to go to the electronic wizardry screen. You can do it old manual, which is kind of nice. Easy to use, climate control. It just it just works. My, that was one of my complaints, though, about the climate control. So don't get me wrong, the climate control works phenomenally well. But when you're sitting and that vehicle's getting nice and hot and it's 40 degrees and you get in, I've I've driven quite a few vehicles, even my Jeep, that when you crank on that AC, within a couple of minutes, it is a refrigerator coming out of the vents. And this expedition took just you know maybe something for Z, the 40, top engineer, maybe 42 seconds longer than my Jeep. So I and your Jeep is how old? <laughs> Ten years. Mm, it feels like it's a lot older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this expedition does not feel old. It was pretty spectacular. That AC is one of those things that Ford's got to keep an eye on. Again, I'm not saying by any means yeah. that it's not sufficient for the climatary conditions. I do think that it takes a smidge too long to build up yeah. ahead of steam. And I that's do it. like the air conditioning that comes out of the seat. 
that's really nice. Now, is it actual yeah, yeah. air conditioning yes. or is it simple ventilation? No, no, no. I hit the heat by accident. No, there's con- there is air conditioning. So if you've got your AC set at low, the seat also seems to be low. It's, very oh, nice. it's a very comfortable car. Yeah, yeah. And I think as a, it's it's a very confident step forward for Ford. Ford are starting to get their act together because if you look yeah. at the new Lincolns as well, the new Aviator looks yeah. really good. That's oh, basically the I, I want to go back to my Swifting for a second because uh, the reason I was Swifting is the stereo has this phenomenal bass. And this is this is an interesting thing. When you're driving this Ford Expedition, you got your Taylor Swift just cranked, the rearview mirror was vibrating a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that I had it at full volume, but darn close. I thought that was pretty remarkable. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it, sounded, it, sound, it sounded like she was doing her concert in the expedition. So, but okay, <laughs> is it just loud, or is it also got a nice pleasant timber as the song? That's the thing, pleasant timber. It yeah. was like she was singing in the expedition. With lots of body. I I don't know. We're going to the audio file show. <laughs> oh, we're ta- are we talking about the music? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Staying on point. I think um, I didn't even notice that. Um, I think the problem is with a lot of cars, they get really loud, and people mistake that for good a good sound system. But actually, it should be able to really be able to control and have energy as well. Yeah, no. This so is this is a, this is a well well designed sound system. It's it really does the job. I I was very impressed. And, and you've got the entertainment system in the in the back headrest, so the people sitting in the back seats there they're fully taken care of and it, you know just it's it's a big vehicle i gotta say but it's enormous but you can get into the parking spots at pretty much everywhere 360 camera yes yeah can well, you that's, imagine? well that's pretty much standard at this kind of price point now with, which with again split view with the split view which is very useful view? It means you can you get you can get the top view and the view that shows you wherever the sides or whatever the bottom that's handy yeah that's handy. very nice uh, adaptive steering it's got all that kind of stuff which did you know and I don't know if all vehicles with adaptive steering, this is the stuff that keeps you in the lane. When you go to change a lane, if you're putting on your signal light, as you should, it disables the adaptive warning stuff so that as you get into the other lane, you don't feel that, that timber on the steering wheel telling you that you're going to cross over the line. I hate all that stuff, though. All this safety stuff. I know it's I, important, but this lane keeping these things, kinda, they're just really annoying and irritating. I, 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 I always to, turn that off. I used to think it was annoying, and I left it on on this one, and I actually kind of like it. Well, they, they're getting, the calibrations are getting better. Yeah. But I still don't think it's something that helps me rather than distracts me because when I'm changing lanes and I get this, in some cars I get a little seat um, vibration and oh, yeah. some cars I feel the steering wheel fight back. There's no consistency among these various vehicles because of different manufacturers, different approaches. And at the end of the day, I don't know after 20 years of driving what these warnings are trying to tell me. So in that time that I'm thinking about it, I could be looking at the road and figuring out a safer way to drag it about. Hmm. Mini rant over. Yeah, there you go. At uh, 10 speed, automatic. Good. It's it's getting better. The first 10 speeds I was not a huge fan of, but I think Ford's getting the hang of it. Like the Raptor 10 speed. Here's the thing. Raptor, great truck. Don't like the 10 speed. But in this truck, the 10 speed is much better. So each calibration is getting better. Yeah. And it feels kind of seamless considering S- how many gears. Seven drive modes off. Uh, Did off you use any of them? No. I Why, just, Why I would just, you? Uh, I just kept it in the one I was using. It was fine. It worked well. I wasn't I wasn't doing any uh, spectacular off-roading, mostly because I looked at the, the rims and the tires, and I thought, you know... And the complete lack of ground clearance. <laughs> well, it, it's, you know, it's got those electronic um, sideboards. What do we like call? I used to have on my Jeep. Yeah, what do we call those? Are they called Electronic sideboards? running boards, yeah. yeah the running power, power, power steps. Uh, yeah, power steps, So which are really cool to get in, but I just thought, man, you know, you go over a bump too much off-road. And they, they won't get damaged. They're yeah. pretty tough. So because it's Ford, I didn't, and, and I mean not because I, it's a loner, and they they said hey go take it for a drive. I didn't want to, 
you know, get my. I didn't want to be one of those person who gives back the vehicle for the next person and half it doesn't work. So you don't want to be that guy. Uh, yeah. So no, I, I, you know, I, could you take it off road? Absolutely. Would it be great to go? I, I looked at this and someone said to me, "You said to me, would you buy one?" And I said, "In this present moment, I don't have a use for this kind of vehicle." I mean, you don't have a use. My wife and myself. There's two of us. This is an eight seater. Make friends. Yeah. More couples. Well, maybe. <laughs> but I did say, look, if I if I had my boys were were still here, yeah, this would be a great vehicle. If I was doing a little bit more camping and stuff like that, man, you could sleep in the vehicle, but it would be able to haul a lot of stuff. If I was uh, doing, if I had a small business and I was doing right markets and things like that, this is a great vehicle because not only can you look good when you're going to going out for dinner, but you could it also becomes a great utility vehicle and it could haul a trailer very nicely as well. It's all geared up for that. So, I, I this is this is top of the line. I, you know, it's the best car for visiting yeah. family. There you go. Yeah, that too. Because when they're coming from the airport, you pick them up in the expedition, and then everywhere yeah. you go, yeah. this is the most comfortable yeah. vehicle. So many brownie points. You see, I, you're right. I would be, everyone would love me. The other thing with this vehicle, and this is, you're saying, okay, well, what do people think about it? Uh, Land cruisers and patrols, they were getting out of the way for the Ford Expedition. Because of its sheer size. And, you know, when sometimes cars want to cut in, I've had two patrols today that were in that thing, they sped up and they were going to cut in, and they didn't cut in. They let the... They didn't want to be hit by that expedition. Uh, I, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so I, w- I wouldn't want to be either. But again, it's a very safe vehicle. It looks like it's got all the toys. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know if I necessarily love it. Again, I have yet to review it. I think I probably should get on that business yeah. soon enough. But I don't know if I fall in love with it. I don't I, know if you're supposed to, though. This is not that. This is a utility car. This yeah, is like a Swiss I, Army I, knife. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I love it. Do I would, I? would I drive one? Sure. Would I go out and buy one today? As I said, I don't really have a use for it. But if I did have a use, this is clearly one that I would put at the top of my list to. How would you compare it to something like a Honda Odyssey, which is a great people mover? And yeah. it's kind of high off the ground. Yeah, you know, it's got a yeah. lot of space. And again, if you have a family visiting, the Odyssey is great for people to step into. You know, I, step in height's great. I think as a utility vehicle, the Honda Odyssey absolutely does the job. Because it's a van. It's a van. I think as... But it's not as cool though, is it? No, not cool at all. And I think the the Expedition, when you get into it, when you see it, when it's parked out front, it kind of makes you go... Yeah, that's a nice vehicle. Because of the sheer bulk of it. Although the Odyssey, in a sense, is the smarter car. Yes. It's better on gas probably. Yes. Because it doesn't need the turbos, it's not yep. as heavy. Yeah. So the Odyssey is a smart buy, but people want the expedition. 100, 135 odd. Kgs, also, the Odyssey is cheaper. <laughs> yeah. 135 odd kgs of weight eliminated from this version because of uh, what they've done. I feel like they should have left some of it in because it's it's a little bit um, clattery over mm. bumps and things. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's got that it? pickup truck feel yeah. of a truck. Something it's that's long. not. You really feel it when you go over some of those those speed. Yeah, humps. but the whole frame. The difference between a pickup truck and say something that's fully independent, modern, uh, monocoque chassis like a BMW or a Range Rover, those cars, the difference is they don't quiver over speed bumps. It's not the same these cars are soft or any issues, but the way they're built is different. The way they behave over bumps is different. So a Range Rover, the shocks take the beating. Whereas in this truck, you feel that little bit of quiver. That's the way cars are designed. Let's uh, see. We've got uh, Mubshi here joining us on the line. I, I, I did, how, did, how did I mispronounce your name, sir? Oh, it's all right. It's not that. It's not. It's very common. I mean, uh, I I'm used to it. That's why I call it moves. It makes it short, and it's, uh, I don't mind. Moves. Okay, it's but so how do I actually yeah. say your name now? It's uh, Mubashir. Mubashir. So, okay. Yeah. So you yeah. you want to jump in on the expedition conversation? Correct. Yeah. Uh, where do I begin? Uh, like I'll be 
pure uh, V8 kind of guy. Like, I mean, if it's not a V8, I don't consider them as an SUV. I mean, especially when it comes to an SUV, a yeah. big size one. This is, a, this is a V6, 3.5 liter EcoBoost V6. With I, the turbo, yeah. I gotta I say, it's it. got get up and go. It really yeah. has. It it I just mean, does it. It's got a nice sound. Yeah, but uh, you know why it took 40 seconds more than your Jeep to uh, to cool your <laughs> AC on or to cool your car off? Tell me. Probably, probably engine had to do something with it. It's it's the it's the additional two cylinders which were working towards the AC in your Jeep. Maybe, maybe. Well, yeah. Or, or, I, or uh, I could have turned on the rear AC. I didn't do that. Maybe I need to put on all the AC in the vehicle. Right. It's a bigger greenhouse, right? I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, however you put it, I mean, but the turbo boost. I know where Ford is taking their Raptors and their all these big engines, and they're playing around with the engines. I, I appreciate them when they play around with the engines. Yeah. And they don't get me wrong. I mean, they're really good ones. But I mean. Uh, End of the day, if you come down to that line, uh, V8 will last you forever. It's a million mile uh, engine. I think that's the old way of looking at things, Mabashir, because these V6s are in plenty of use in the U.S. now. They've been around for a while. The fuel economy is much better. (laughs) Much better than, say, the the old patrols, which are or their new patrols, which are beautiful machines. But man, they are thirsty. This thing, I was surprised at how little fuel I have to put in for such a big machine. And you still got the punch in the poke. It doesn't feel like a V8, but you got the punch in. the book, yeah. Uh, correct. Well, do you actually feel it? Like, I mean, if you drive maybe a year or two old expedition with 5.7 V8, I can actually and then you drive that. this one. I have driven yeah. both cars. Um, yes, you can. This is, in every sense of the word, a better motor. The only thing it doesn't have the noise. Apart from that, it's way quicker than the old V8 expeditions, which sounded great, weren't actually fast. This is actually fast. That's the difference. Right. It, it, Time has moved on. Time has moved yeah, on. Yeah, maybe with the new uh, 10, 10 speed gearbox, with the, yeah. the same that they kind have. Of, the kind Raptors. of, kind of. But not really. No, because the Raptor is a terrible version of the 10 speed. The Raptor <laughs> version is terrible. Let me not do it. This is smooth. I mean, it, it's a really <laughs> smooth shift. It's, it's but kind of. I've driven the EcoBoost for yeah. almost seven or eight years. I remember wow. seeing it in Lincoln MKX. And I remember driving that motor thing and thinking, oh, wow, V8s are dead when you drive this. Because it's so, so fast. And that was with the old six speed. So it's not the gearbox, the motor is pretty tough. And as in the Middle East, we haven't had any problems with the EcoBoost. Yeah. They're, they're fine. To, rec- to answer your comment about AC, all Fords are like this to some extent. Mm. All the Fords ACs take a bit of wild kickoff in the summer, but they're fine. They're yeah, fine. No, it, it, it got nice and frosty. I had to turn it down. It gets down, plenty so. cold. It just takes a little bit longer than some other brands. But Definitely. You know what, Mubashir? You want to go and give this thing a drive. Yeah. You've yeah, got you to go to give it a drive. <laughs> No, I had the previous one. I had the 2017 when I was switching yeah. my car. So I had a, the King Ranch edition. They have, oh, like, man, it's beautiful. King Ranch edition. I Fancy. Had, I, I had that one, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I was at the garage getting my car done. Uh, so, <laughs> I thought you were putting yeah. it in order for Domino's or something. No, 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 Send no, something I, our I'm way, please. Car, uh, just having my car full washed. So. What are you driving? What are you driving now? Uh, uh, I have a LX570. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got a, a LX570. So, oh. like I said, I think it was one of the suggestions I called in earlier, some time back, uh, regarding should I get a Nissan Petrol or Land Cruiser or LX570. Yeah. yeah. And then I ended up with the LX570. It's a good car. Yeah. It's a great awesome. car. Hey, Mubashir, I got to oh. let you go, but yeah. hey, thank you very All much right, for no calling through. Have a great Thanks. night. All right. Bye. Sure. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. There we go. So you know, I, I I go back to this expedition, the platinum one that I'm driving. Go, go out and get into the new expedition. Give it a whirl. I I think you will find it very capable 
And I, I got to say, when you're sitting beside a, a patrol or a Land Cruiser, it just feels a lot bigger. It looks a lot higher. Well, they are bigger and higher. I think it's one of those things. It's a very interesting point. A lot of people feel like the new cars are not as strong. Yeah. But in actuality, you've been driving it around. Do you feel in any way like it's reduced no. in durability, no. performance, no. or anything? No, like? nothing. And that's the thing. I love the old Raptor V8. Loved it. One of the best sounding engines out of the box. Yeah. But then I drove the new Raptor night and day. There we go. It sounded terrible. <laughs> but on the flip side, on the flip side, the fuel economy savings, immense. Yeah. Immense. Car Talks, the program. Imtishan's here from Motoring Middle East. My name's James Pikeaway. Get involved. This is Nightline. And I can see that we've got another great question, Imtishan. He's joining us from Motoring Middle East, as he does every week at this time. We're talking cars. Car Talks, the program, by the way, if you're wondering what you're listening to. Talking cars. Talking cars. The cars Giving aren't you talking. Answers. It's, it's <laughs> not, not, not Night Rider. It's, it's, can you imagine? I really like to have that. It would be great if you had Night Rider. A slightly peeved uh, trans- <laughs> mid-Atlantic accent, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't do the voice, but I can do peeved. But yes, let's carry on. Let's help the gentleman out. So Aji's saying, uh, w- uh, hi guys, would love to know your thoughts on the Subaru Forester versus the Tiguan. I have many thoughts. Ooh. I don't have many thoughts. Um, My mother-in-law drives a Forester. Not yes. A b- you know, it, it's a capable vehicle. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Subarus. And mostly because I find the seats uncomfortable. Why do you find the seats uncomfortable? I don't know. They're one of the best-selling cars in the U.S. The they Polestra. are. They are. I I know, and they're they're capable. It's got it's got a phenomenal all-wheel drive system. Subaru is really uh, leads the pack. There's no cars du jour par excellence. They're, as they're not heavily sold here. They are available, but they're not marketed so well. I don't well. think the dealer takes a huge amount of interest, sadly, yeah. in the marketing and pushing of the cars, but the cars are fine. Yeah. I agree with you. I think this, they're not the most desirable, exciting cars in the world. That's what's not hurting adoption, because they're fine cars. I had yeah. one in the Formula Toyota 86. Yeah. I never let me down, never had any problems. But it wasn't the last word in, you know, want. Yeah. And the Forest, however, is a very worthy car, though. They just released oh, a new one in the it's, U.S. And it's big. It's big. It's a huge car in the U.S. because, again, snow, snow belt country. We yeah. don't have snow. We don't have yeah. much rain. Yeah. So the four-wheel drive is kind of a non-issue. Yeah. So it comes down to, again, is he buying it new or used? That's another question. That's a good question. Because if it's used, the Subaru will depreciate way more than the uh, Tiguan. Although the Tiguan will depreciate a fair bit as well. No, I, never, I, have, I never thought about that, but there, I always think there's so the few of them being... Depreciation is a huge asset. So few of them being sold, I don't think people ever get rid of them. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I know people with Foresters, and they've got them for like 200, 300K. Yeah. Just basic maintenance. So they're very, being a Japanese so, car, so Forester will last forever. Let's say we're going new. <sighs> going new. Take one. New ones. Yeah, I, I a do. lot nicer. It I has that whole that German thing going on. Yeah. It's got the latest gadgets and but gizmos. The, but but for, there is a new the, Forester the, coming out. The Subaru is that, that Japanese quality build, and Subaru's known for... I know, but you can probably do a good deal on the VWs at the moment. And again, you yeah. get a very long service and warranty package. doesn't really matter then, does it? Mm. If you have all of that. Um, the Subaru, however, is the Subi. You know, For some people, it's... It's kind of a left field choice. The person who buys that car is willfully walking past so many other cars in the segment, the RAV4s, the CRVs, the yeah. Tiguans, and you're going to the Subaru dealer. And yeah. I think that person knows who he is, knows who she is, yeah. and they're not going to buy anything else. So I think it's almost a moot question. If you're thinking about a Forester, you're the kind of person who would buy a Forester. Because nobody talks about Foresters I, unless they want to buy one. I am thinking 
Adji already wants that Forrester and is, get, is, is set and he's up. having this sensible hat that's like come on he's like oh what are you I guys going to say should I he's looking, should I? looking for us to say you know ah go for the other way but he's still going to buy it so what do you think I actually want to vote Forrester now <laughs> yeah I'm thinking Forrester as well I'm thinking you know what <laughs> you're you're a left field thinker <laughs> well, I think you should go I know to you just convinced me yeah. and, I'm, and all I'm wondering is with that four wheel drive system because it's good in snow am I going to be able to get to my all my favorite picnic spots yeah yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that's proven, is that the Subaru can go just about anywhere. So Even I'm with very little ground clearance, Subaru systems are amazing. So I'm thinking, the Subaru might be the one. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't see any real issues. I don't know price point. I've got no idea. I think it's all in that sort of 80 to 100 grand mark. And uh, again, the Subaru dealer is very friendly with uh, discounts and hopefully getting into the car. So I don't even know where the Subaru dealer is. It's right next to the Peugeot dealer on Sheikh Zayed Road. Well, there we go. Swaidan is the Peugeot dealer and the Al-Khuri ah, is the Subaru dealer. Okay. And they're very nice people. They're right. very nice people. They have always have a WRX out front. And I just drove my first uh, STI really? during Comic Con. Bizarrely. Um, it's really nice. I like the STI. Yeah. It's old school Japanese turbo not a performance. It's nice. It's, once you get the Subaru bug, I don't think it really leaves you because they're great cars. Well, see, this is the other side. And we'll go back to my mother-in-law. She will drive nothing. She was a Ford person for the longest time. She used to drive Ford Taurus after Ford Taurus after Ford Taurus. Got into a Subaru. She's driven nothing but that since. Why is that? It's reliable. Car doesn't break down. It's got her from point, to point A to point B. Great safety rating. It's a Sami knife car? Yeah, pretty much. You can throw all your stuff in there. Yep. You know, the surfaces take a beating yep. and they look good after five, ten years. Yep, that's exactly it. A few scratches, a few dents here and there. It still looks good. And and it, it doesn't break. That, never. <laughs> so it doesn't break. Well, I think we just that. sold ourselves on the on a floor. But the Tiguan one has all of these things as well. Yeah. I don't know if it's the ultimate reliability of the Japanese car. I'd hesitate I'm, to see, say I'm, yes. I, I'm thinking, I mean, even if that is a myth, I'm thinking that whole... But the Stiguan is a good-looking car now. That's the thing. It's quite a good, sharp-looking piece of design. It's got a nicer design, I think. Yeah, the Forrester is a bit mother-in-law-ish. Yeah. And the new one that come out, if you take a picture of it, it is um, different-looking. Yeah. But Subaru's never been good at designs. No, no. They literally never ever designed. They're concerned with what's under the hood and what's inside. Yeah, they're engineers. Inside. They're engineers. Yeah. They're not drawers. <laughs> they're not artists. <laughs> they leave the intern to do that. Yeah, they just finish the car and then they don't bother about it. But I kind of want to secretly encourage you to get faster. Because if you're thinking about it, yeah. you should get nothing else. We know we're going to come back. We're going to talk about Ramadan deals. Because I'm wondering, is, is anyone going in and getting in on the Ramadan deals. I haven't been I haven't been by a single dealer yet, uh, you know, uh, someone who's selling cars to see how it's going. Have you been? Yeah, I think I need to do that drop by next week and start canvassing. But are we talking about it now? No. Well, <laughs> we're, we're we're teasing into it. We're teasing into it. This is a tease. Yeah, we're letting this people in. You know, in fact, I'm sure this program is on across many 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 of the agencies and places where they're selling cars right now in Dubai. People are listening. We want to hear from you. Are, are I people want to hear from the people who sell the cars. I want to hear from people who are buying cars. Yeah. Like, are you in the mood this Ramadan to buy a car? What would it take to get you into a dealer to get a new ride? Or are you just not interested? Is the deals not working out for you? Tell us. Motoring Middle East, Imtishan is here. This is Car Talk. Imtishan joining us from Motoring Middle East. And we're talking about cars. It's that simple. And uh, we, we both need to get into the showrooms and see what's going on with these deals. 
if they're if the deals right are right now i have a controversial opinion i'm having a bit of deal blindness deal blindness deal blindness and it's not a medical condition but i feel like it's a very hashtag dubai condition like i'm not going to single any particular one person out because everybody's putting out a variant on the same deal what's mm. the traditional ramadan deal it's 5 years service 5 mm. years warranty 100,000 kilometers, let's just say. Now they're throwing in VAT. VAT. And I, I um, was listening to one place that's also throwing in the down payment. Yeah, so it's payment holiday for X number of months, yeah. uh, insurance, uh, registration. Yeah. And everybody has some variation on this deal. But I've been seeing this deal for 10 years. Mm. That's the Ramadan deal. I expect it almost. That's not enough to get me into the showroom anymore. Yeah, I don't think that is. Because I expect it. So once you're used to something, do you, so do you think once the these agencies get us in there, do you think they show us that deal and then they say, "Hey, you know, come over here. I got it. I got something." Yeah, but that's not bit. salesmanship, is it? That's just baseline. Like it's like you go into a But you don't uh, think they once they get you in there, they kind of pull back a curtain and they say, "And now, no, you know, not let's really. get real." No. Not really. Huh. I'd have to go in and see, but uh, that's not enough of a draw card. I mean, what would it take to get you into a car and you are the toughest cookie out there? That's not a nickname for you, Cookie. But yes. See, the thing is, I like my cars. But if you were gonna get one, I would think you have a couple of cars. Like that Raptor had you had your eye all over it. Yeah, it did. I, I mean, I, it's I a silly amount of money, but what a machine! I, I think they would have to make it a ridiculously low payment if I wasn't going to pay it. Like a thousand dirhams a month for the next seventy-five years. See, something like that. It would have to be ridiculously low, and uh, you, you'd have to make sure it had it had maintenance on it for for a good, you know, for the life of the warranty at least. <laughs> so yeah, but again, I think you'd get that now. I so think you'd get that if, you did, if the payment was 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 reasonable, and I had a nice long extended warranty. I might be I might be thinking. Yeah, but okay, that's a pretty desirable car, and it's like if okay, I give an example of a lot of something. How about the device? iPhone 10. Now you don't like these things. Yeah, I'm, that's not going to get me in there. But for a lot of people, they like them because they're fashionable and yeah. they're the most expensive phone. So if you get like a thousand dirhams, most people will be like, you know what? I'll put a thousand dirhams out and buy it just for argument's sake. Yeah. So if you get a Raptor at say 150,000 dirhams, people will be like, yeah, okay, I'll get into that. So that's like a no-brainer because it's a desirable product at a price mm. that meets your requirement. But now when you're something like a Tiguan, yeah. it's a lot harder because it's not a car. That's a car that's not exciting you, but it's a car that will serve you very well for a very long time. It's got, How do it, you sell it, that? It ultimately comes down to price. The margin's got to be reduced right down to the bone. So do you think that these Ramadan offers are not enough? And do you think that they need to go further and harder? Yeah. Make those. Is it about getting the installment or lower price? Yep. Or both? Both. So it's like really, is it getting the installments yeah. down to that point? Yeah. Wow. And is that what other people are thinking as well? I'd love to hear yeah. from well, you, the listener. But yes. I'd love to hear from you, if you what, what your thoughts are on that. But I think it ultimately comes down to money. How low can we go? So it's not about throwing in the offers, the yeah. extras, the tinting. Yeah. I don't think that works yeah. anymore. I don't think tinting and paint get, protection, I I, they're that, all good extras. I can get that up, both of those in Satwa for next to nothing. So well, it won't be, be that good as the dealer doing it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. <laughs> You're stingy. <laughs> but honestly speaking, none of those things are incentives anymore. So why are dealers doing it? Like it's going to work. Yeah, it's a good question. Good question. Because that's the way things are done. And I think now, especially we need a shake up and some new ideas. We also need new product. Yeah. Well, Which cars are selling? The ones like that have been selling, that are new, brand new. Yeah. Like that Expedition. You sit in that car, it is brand new. Yeah. It feels new. 
The screen's new. Everything the, about the IP it. is new. No, it, nothing when you look around the the dash, when you look around that vehicle, nothing says to you, yeah, this is an old car that's just been polished up. Yeah. Everything about that vehicle says this is new, and even the plasticky parts on it feel feel good. Like you don't, they haven't tried tried to disguise it at all. They've just you know brushed it a little bit, and it looks fine. Yeah, but I think a lot of dealers in this market are selling old cars or cars that haven't been updated in a while. And no matter how much you discount them, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. So you need new product. I mean, to get it fast. I, it's like movies. We get movies almost day and date to the rest of the yeah. world now. See, the, the, other prob- the other problem is is w- with so many vehicles and so many things going on throughout the year, the Ramadan deals have to be even better than the regular sales that are happening. Yeah, and is this very different from previous years? Yeah. Do you think this year is different? I don't think I'm no. seeing. I don't see no. any offers that are really catching my eye. Mm. Uh, Kumar's come through. We'll get. We'll c- continue to talk about this throughout the month of Ramadan because we're gonna. People will have had more of an opportunity to get out. Uh, the, the Ramadan deals. Are you feeling the love? That's the the question. Is it enough? No. I hope it is because I would really <laughs> like to see people in new cars. That is my mission in life to get you into a new car. But the dealers have to meet you halfway as well. I think they can't yeah. just be sitting there anymore and taking your orders. Right? They gotta work for you at their they they got to think of some great way to do that and you know and we'll, we'll we'll continue this conversation because we've we've got some more research to do and we want to hear from you as well so this will follow us through the holy month so be uh, be prepared it to follows but it will yeah. follow <laughs> kumar's come through and says hi uh, i have a porsche uh, panamera and have some issues with the car any recommendations on where i can get it repaired besides the dealer ooh, ooh. um porsche Used to be, oh, his name escapes me. There's Auto House in DIP. Um, there was Alex Renner Motorsport ARM uh, that yeah. specialized in Porsche. But That's a lot a tough of one. Uh, it's not Alex Renner was a pretty big Porsche specialist in day. I think Tony Edwards as well. I'm not sure if they're all still busy and doing yeah. doing what they used to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, those are your main options. And unfortunately, with the Porsche. Again, I have no experience. I'm not, it's not a recommendation because I don't have experience with those dealers. Yeah. I think with a car that expensive, there's a reason why you go to the dealer. Yes. And there's a lot of specialized equipment and there's some specialized uh, tools that are used for diagnostics. Y- you really want to make sure you get it done right. I know of a person who went and uh, had an engine um, repaired or replaced from a specialist. And uh, the engine blew <laughs> a couple of weeks later. Really? So much for that. And obviously no warranty on it. Just outside of the, uh, oh, he was out. He was out a whole Porsche. Wow. That was it. It was no engine. What's he gonna do with it? Well, get another engine. He made a table, uh, a table out of the <laughs> engine. So that's that's something. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm pointing towards going back to the agency for this one. Well, yeah. Obviously you have issues. There are lots of good general purpose garages. Yeah. But it depends what the problem is. Maybe you should talk to Glenn Power yeah, and tomorrow, see. Car if it's a small thing, like a piece of trim or whatever, sure, Glenn can yeah. handle it. Kumar, give us a call tomorrow, this time on the car clinic. Need and specifics. Yeah, let's talk to Glenn and uh, who knows, maybe he can uh, offer some assistance as well. But we need to know the details, what we're, what exactly we're looking at. Um, let's go to line six. We've got Menu joining us, uh, looking to buy a used Nissan Patrol. Good evening. Welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, good evening. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I am looking to get those old petrols, you know, the 90 to 97, but, you know, uh, but from what I could see... Box patrols. Are, the boxy yeah. ones, they're great. 
yeah yeah the yeah the ones uh, till 1997 but uh, yeah but the problem is that most of the ones which i have seen the almost every car they have been battered down battered so is one- a lovely way of putting it you mean they're <laughs> trashed and ruined yeah and they're all gone out into the desert and never come back or or not on their roofs or maybe you know uh, or maybe even on the uh, uh, strip down yeah. in amalkwin yeah they've been raced so what's your yeah. budget uh well i uh, i'll put it this way uh, uh i am ready to take a battered one and then you know uh, and then do you know any place where they can uh, restore it back to the old uh, glory uh yes actually i do this is a question that i can actually answer for once um <laughs> there's a place in alkus called seb sports and the owner is a very nice chap called sebastian husseini and he specializes in old japanese cars and old japanese four wheel drives in particular the nissan patrol and wow. toyota land cruiser and he restores these cars so he will find you a car and restore it as much as you want it to either like to a daily runner or to like concours level he's done some really, really? really nice cars so he well, actually yeah. does this again he's not cheap i'll warn you in advance but if you want okay. it done right you get you get what you pay for yeah. There are lots of garages that do it, and he will find you a good car. And he, he's gone as far as sourcing cars from other countries and then making them UAE spec and basically finding all the parts to make them UAE spec. He's basically gone all over the world to find parts for the cars. Wow. So he, this is something that's not new to him. So he can find yeah. you a car out here and mm-hmm. restore it if you want to. Can you can you see that name again, please? Uh, Seb Sports, so S E B Sports. That's okay, yeah, Seb Sports. Yeah. Yes. Mention go. us. May that may help, or it might raise the price. Yeah. I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> give give him a shout and he's done a lot of these he can show you the examples of cars he's done that's a guy who actually specializes in this very niche thing that you want to do there yes. we go see there's there are others oh, who have got the same love it. yeah yeah Wonderful. best of luck i mean we want to know how this gets yeah on, absolutely do let us know what happens uh, t- yeah, touch sure. base with us i want to do this i'm really jealous i actually want to do this myself <laughs> i have no money but i would love to do this <laughs> <laughs> all right fine cool hey to luck thank you very much have yeah, a great night bye, bye. That's uh, a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> and I keep looking for an old I think old Japanese trucks are going to yeah. make a comeback out here because we grew up with them. Mm. And that's I know it's a nostalgia. I know man who's problem. It's a nostalgia. I see yeah. those old patrols and I'm like I want one. Yeah, exactly. They look so good with those 80s decals. They're so the good. The one that just has that super safari thing down the side and that <gasps> that funky rack injection. that was Injection. They say yeah, fuel injection. injection. <laughs> like that, it's a big deal. <laughs> that rack that's ugly but it, it, it has no purpose. It's but just kind of looks so good. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Kings Road? Yes. The Kings Road is the top of the line for those who don't know. Patrol from the late 90s, 96, 97, I believe. And it was basically last of the line. And it had lots of toys. It had fancy alloys. It had this Kings Road sticker had, on the it back. It had velour seats too, didn't it? It had yeah. velour seats. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how you could find original Kings Road now. They're almost com- all of them are gone. They sold a lot of them, but most of them have been turned into desert toys or whatever. It's a shame. Because if you find a good one, keep it. Don't modify it. I mean, I would take it to the desert, but very gently, you know, because <laughs> they're built to do this kind of thing. Yeah. But Yeah, I think there's a market for this. I don't know what the prices are like. My concern is that if you're going to put money into this car, be very aware that you may not get that money back. Yeah. It should be, it must be a labor of love. Imtishan joining us from Motoring Middle East. This is Car Talk. Imtishan joining us from Motoring Middle East. This is Car Talk. And we're talking about cars. Uh, really quickly, the the Jag that uh, Harry and uh, Meghan, like as if I'm friends with them. Harry uh, and Prince, Meghan. Prince Harry. Meghan Markle, yeah. they got married. Yeah. Uh, electric Jag. What do you make of that? It's kind of cool. I don't know. Am I supposed to care? I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a. I like. I, I just great. thought that was kind of cool. 
Sorry, I don't mean to be a conversation killer right there. Yeah, that's it. You just threw water on. Okay, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I'm not. A, I'm not British. I don't care about the E-Type that much. It's a beautiful car. One of those beautiful cars ever made. Making it converted to electric, though. I thought that was kind of neat. Ruins it. You because, think? Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. They made a lot of them, but. Yeah. One of the joys of an old E-Type is hearing that straight six just purr through the English countryside. Open top, going through that Moss gearbox, terrible gearbox, and hearing that car just roar. And as an electric car, yeah, yeah, it does nothing for me. Mm. If it was a dead E-Type that was almost like finito, then yeah, it makes sense to save it and turn an electric car. That makes total sense. I'm down for that. If it was a good one that they just carved up, <laughs> I'm um, not down for that. I'm, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's it's a stunt. <laughs> the other the also, other, if it was a petrol car, it probably wouldn't have started. So this is for the best. I, I want to talk Tesla for just a second. And Why? Well, Why? Be, because one of the things that I've always said, and this is that tipping point thing that that Elon Musk did, is he really, really pushed all of the mainstream automakers into a corner. Absolutely. And Can't he said, "Look, I'm doing it. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to show you guys why we can go electric." And he he shook them. He 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 woke them shook up. Shook them all night long. He did he did shake them all night long. And now Daimler is investing 500 million euros in uh, one of their plants in France, and they're going to make a Tesla rival. And the interesting point when you start looking at this, and this is what I've always said. Someone said to me, "Would you buy a Tesla?" And I said, uh, "No." And and they said, "Why well, is that? Wh- Everybody wants a Tesla." Everyone wants a Tesla. My my. But you don't even want an iPhone, so you know you're weird. So. My <laughs> You know, the Huawei P20 Pro is an awesome phone, by the way. Anyway, I, <laughs> uh, I would get one of those before I'd get an iPhone because it is just heads and tails above that product. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is not tech talk. It's a definitive opinion. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Um, so my problem with the Tesla is I'm a little old school here, and I, I want to buy a car from someone who's been got experience, <laughs> who's been doing it a while, who's got experience in in all of the the, the little minutia of putting a car together, and has done uh, over and over and over again crash test simulations and crash test uh, trials. I think they're fairly safe to test. I'm them. sure they're safe, yeah, but I I, I want to go with someone who's been building cars for a while, and and so the dime what Daimler's doing. Is they're essentially going to be capitalizing on this uh, size uh, a vehicle that they they're, they're going to be working on, but they also the fact that they built I don't know six hundred thousand of these you know similar platform vehicles that now they're going to make building electric. cars for hundred years. They invented yeah. the automobile. And so I'm Daimler looking at this Benz, and I'm so going yes. Daimler Benz is going to make a rival to Tesla. No, it will be superior. I don't, even, I don't even doubt that. So this is what I'm saying. I'm saying this is, you know, you get into a Mercedes-Benz now with a with a gas engine and you kind of go, whoa, this is amazing. You know, Tesla so, is going to be like Packard or Moisson the Gun. That's so one exactly of these companies that just started off and yeah. then everybody remembers it fondly, but I don't know if it's going to, and nobody remembers the early Motorola's, right? No. People remember the Razor because it was a cool looking mm. thing. But people don't remember the phones before that. People remember, remember phones before the iPhone. And that's obviously because they all laid the way. Yeah. But they weren't the ones that won. So in the same way... And I think the Tesla, I haven't seen a single Model X in the UAE, mm. which has the doors all lined up the same way. Yeah. So the quality issues are still very much rife. Mm. There are tons of rivals coming. First of all, Daimler-Benz, you've named one. Yeah. Porsche is coming with their Mission E. Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Jaguar, the next XJ, I'm almost 100% certain, is going to be all electric. 
So. That's not going to be a petrol car anymore. Because XJ sells small volumes. So they figure I might right. as well do electric version, right? Yeah. So how is Tesla going to compete against these companies that have been doing it for ages? Yeah. How? Uh, and, uh, yeah, exactly. So they have the infrastructure, they have the news, and they know how to put a car together properly, which is more than I can say for Tesla. Sorry, Tesla fans. But when these car companies get into it, Tesla's gone. But you can't take away the fact that Tesla pushed them to do it. Otherwise, oh, they would never have done it. Absolutely. They would never have done no, it. No, absolutely. And I, and I think You're seeing a four-cylinder Chevy Silverado. There's not the other side of the, uh, yeah. side of the frame. Chevy is doing a four-cylinder pickup truck. And you know why? Because they're under pressure. And when they're under pressure, these engineers bring out their best. Yeah. The best ideas you'll ever see. You're seeing V6 trucks. And to counter by the caller, it's, well, it's a good thing because you're pushing them to innovate. Yeah. That's a good thing. And I think that's what Elon Musk has done. He has pushed the innovation button. And everyone suddenly says, whoa, we've got to actually start doing some innovation here. Yeah, well, yeah. They, well. they, owe, they owe him a debt of gratitude. And we as a consumer benefit, don't we? Oh, absolutely. We get the best technology. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I have a V8 that runs on four cylinders most of the time. Yeah. So the best of all worlds, I like to say. But who knows what the future is going to bring? Speaking of that, yeah, we were we <laughs> <a> nice segue. <laughs> the the mid-engine Corvette. I was. Just, Will you like this one? <laughs> I, well, you know what? I was trolling Autoblog, and they happened you to mean trolling. Well, I was just you know reading. Trolling is that you were like uh, trying to find, uh, fight, pick a fight with them. No, I no, I was thinking like kind of with a lure from a fishing. That's rod. trolling. Yeah, trolling. <laughs> no, not not the kind that's bad on the net. No, no, not that kind. So I was just sort of reading. And they just happened to have these guys who were chasing down one of these mid-engine vets being tested. I listened to the sound clip. Of and, it. and all they were it doing sounds was... sounds mean. It does. They were just playing mean. the sound of it. Which is amazing because it's, it's for Chevy. <laughs> I should point out it's actually a whole different kind of engine. It's a double yeah. overhead cam engine. Up to this point, they haven't been double overhead cam. Now, why does this matter? It's because before they've been push rods. And all you need to know is that this makes the engine taller, which means that you can't have that low, low Corvette engine. So the pushrod engines are quite wide and fit into a small space, whereas the double overhead camshaft are by necessity taller. Most V8s are taller. Most of, most V8s are double overhead camshaft. So technical assumption aside or explanation, I think this Corvette's going to be killer. Yeah, I I can't wait till they unwrap it. I haven't January. I think hopefully I will be on that plane to go and see it unwrapped. Oh man! Because we w- I was there for the last one. For are you going to live stream that by well, you you will. Well, it'll be live streamed anyway because Chevy will make a big deal out of that. I think it's time. The shame is that the C7 Corvette is one of the best vets ever made, if not the best vet ever made. Yeah. From every level, from the basic Stingray all the way up to the ZR1. They are amazing mm. vehicles. They are the pinnacle of their class. They are, dare I say it, more interesting cars to drive than the equivalent Germans. And really? they have that passion and they have that America thing going on with them at the same time. But they're also confident, poised sports cars. You drove one and you were convinced. Yeah, easily. And and I, I drove the manual. And it was just a, a pleasure to drive, absolute pleasure. In fact, I'm I'm not even sure that. I mean, it was manual. I had to use the clutch, but I'm I'm thinking there was something going on there because it was just some juju with that C7. That C7 was just so easy. Like there was never any stall. The clutch was just beautiful. But it's going away because the C8 will be automatic only. Come on. Yeah, it's no, done. no, it's done. Automatic manuals are done with this generation. Everything I hear says there's no more manuals, which is a shame because that was a really good manual. Maybe one of my favorite manuals of all time in the C7. And it's a shame, but when they're moving up a notch, yeah. and a price notch certainly, the customers at that level are not going to be shifting for themselves. And that's a shame it because that's one shame. of the joys of a, yeah. a great sports car. Is yeah. the Corvette a sports car, a muscle car, a Grand Tourer? What is it? Ah, it was a muscle car. 
You say it's a muscle car. See, I say it's a sports car. It's a sports car. A super sports car. Getting close to an I-11 is a sports car. Yeah. But at certain levels, turbo, GT3, an I-11 is a supercar. So huh. it can be both ends. And I think at the top end, I a ZR1 is a supercar. Really? See, I, I, I know it is, but I never I never. But it feels to me like there. a muscle it car. It just feels like the old Corvette Stinger. And I feel something will be lost as you move to C8, because C8 will be an undeniable supercar now. It will mm. be a supercar. But I like the fact that the VET was front-engine, rear-wheel mm. drive, muscle car. Yeah. That's going away. Now we're going to go to serious McLaren-esque kind of speed. And they've been getting there for a while, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. So, everyone, you've got some homework to do. We want you to let us know next week when we tune in, same place, same time, with, with Motoring Middle East here on Car Talk, if you're uh, availing of any of those Ramadan deals and what your Have you gone into the showroom? What do you yeah. think? Uh, yeah. Do you think that the dealers are doing enough to attract your custom, your yeah. dirham? And... If not, what can they do? Yeah, because I'm sure they'd love to hear as well yeah. what they can do to make things better. We're going to start off next week's show with that question. So you know what your homework is. Get out there, take a look around, and then get involved in Nightline next week right here on Car Talk. And Sean, thank you very much. We'll carpool home in, in a little bit. And uh, if you want to find out more about what Motoring Middle East do, go and check them out, Motoring Middle East on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and, of course, MotoringEmmy.com, their website. Thank you very much. Thank you.